0: Welcome to the Study On Podcast, where God's heart truth meets your heart story. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Study On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. And this show is a slight adjustment to our regular format as we pause to offer a special series that recognizes the season of Advent. On Mondays, our Take It In episode will unpack a verse of scripture related to the Advent candles of hope, peace, joy, and love. And on Wednesdays, our Live It Out episode will invite you into a conversation with a guest who shares testimony about the transformation they've received as they study the Bible. Advent means coming. And as you await the Christmas Day celebration of Christ's coming, our goal is that these episodes will increase your awareness of the hope, peace, joy, and love offered to you in a relationship with Jesus and stir your desire to connect with those gifts through studying the Bible. Thank you for tuning in, my friend. Please know I create this show with you in mind, and I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started.
1: Welcome, friend. Today we're going to continue our Advent series and take it in with John 14, 27. Using my step-by-step Bible study method, you will find links to a study sheet as well as videos for the step-by-step masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. John 14, 27 in the NLT says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Some information about the Gospel of John, the author is the disciple John, the apostle John. He was one of the sons of a fisherman named Zebedee. He was a man who was a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. He had seen the miracles of Jesus firsthand and heard the anointed words he taught. He walked with Jesus and followed him wholeheartedly, and he describes himself as the one whom Jesus loved. And we see that in John 21. His audience was scattered Jews and believers, and the date of the writing actually is debated among scholars I'll read two different places that I found sort of conflicting information, just so you know. From the Bible Knowledge Commentary, it says most conservative scholars indicate a date between eighty-five and eighty-nine AD is best. But from the Passion Translation, it says evidence points to an earlier date, either AD fifty to fifty-five. The earlier date, though contested by some, seems more likely. And I just wanted to share that because that was what happened as we study. Sometimes we'll investigate, we'll study, we'll do some research, and the right answer actually ends up being, we just don't know for sure. Chapter 14, where we're focusing today, has 31 verses, and we are hanging out in the section that talks about the departing Jesus leaving gifts of the Holy Spirit and his peace. And so one more time, John 14, 27 from the NLT, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Step one in the Bible study method is to choose our word, and our word today goes with the second candle on the Advent wreath, and it is peace. The definition of peace is a state of tranquility, quiet, and harmony, or a state free of oppressive and unpleasant thoughts and emotions. Some synonyms of those definitions are serenity, composure, contentedness, ease, tranquility, assurance, comfort, security, and calm. Some antonyms are things like distress, agitation, anxiety, worry, affliction, angst, anguish, nervousness, torment, tension. Oh my goodness, I am so connected with all of those antonyms at different times in my life. And when I feel those things, when I feel distress, anxiety, angst, nervousness, tension, what our soul, what our body, what our mind cries out for, right, is this peace. This definition number two that I read just a moment ago, this state of freedom from oppressive and unpleasant thoughts and emotions. Step two in the method is called investigate. We divide that up into four parts. Part one is to compare our word and other translations. I found two different things. The CJB says, shalom. And the message paraphrase says it like this. It says, I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you. Peace. And this idea of wellness and wholeness is so important to me because I'm realizing more and more that when I don't have peace, it's because I feel like I lack something, right? I don't have that contentedness. That was one of the synonyms that we found. I don't have that contentedness. I need something. I'm lacking something. But Jesus is saying you can have peace because I'm leaving you whole. You have a sense of wholeness. And because you have that, you can be at ease you can be at ease. I love that. That sounds beautiful. Part two in the investigate step is to research the original word. And the theological dictionary of the New Testament says this, the basic feature of this word in Greek is that the word does not primarily denote a relationship between several people or an attitude, but a state, a time of peace or a state of peace originally conceived of purely as an interlude in the everlasting state of war. What is our everlasting state of war, right? What is that thing that just kind of always feels like we're banging up against or we're fighting? I think that's really important to look at in ourselves as we struggle with or wonder why we don't have peace or we can't hang on to peace. What is that thing that? perpetually we feel like happens in our lives and it steals the opportunity for peace from us. Ephesians 6:12 I just want to remind you of this. Ephesians 6:12 in the amplified bible says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood contending only with physical opponents but against the rulers against the powers against the world forces of this present darkness against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural places. We talk a lot about the work of the enemy on this show. We look for it every time we use this Bible study method to study. And that's become so important to me, not because I want to focus on the enemy, but because I don't want to miss or overlook or not give consideration to the fact That the enemy does want to steal our peace and he does tell us half-truths in order to keep us distracted or focused or discouraged or deflated and keep our mind not aligning with the faithfulness that we find in the promises of God. So I think it's really important to ask ourselves, if we don't have peace, if we're not in a state of peace, is there something that keeps happening is there a spiritual battle that keeps happening? And if there is, can we figure out what the lie that we may be believing is to help us experience freedom from that state of war? The Strong's number for this word peace is G1515, and it is Irene, and it means peace, quietness, or rest. And I love this because this word is from a primary verb that means to join. To join, right? If we are at a state of war, if we are in a perpetual state of war and we lack peace, what are we joining ourselves to? And if we want the peace that Christ offers, what does he say in John 15? He says, abide in me. In Matthew 11, he says, come to me, I will give you rest, abide in me, and you will have life abundant, right? And so if we're not having this peace, I think one of the most important questions we can ask ourselves is, to what are we joining ourselves? Is that how you say that? What are we joining ourselves to? Just a couple of cross references that also use this word peace. I just want to share with you from Philippians 4, 7. It says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of Christ rule your hearts. And in Zechariah's song, this is after the birth of John the Baptist in Luke 1, 68 and 69 and 79b, it says, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel. Because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David to guide our feet into the path of peace. Isn't that beautiful that Christ wants to guide our feet into the path of peace? Part three in the method is to read some commentary. I have a couple of things from The Enduring Word I want to share with you. And as always, all the resources I use to put an episode together can be found in the show notes. This is from The Enduring Word. When someone in that ancient culture said peace as they departed, they said it without any special meaning. It was like when we say goodbye. Literally, that means God be with you. But we don't really mean it that way. Jesus wanted them to know that when he said peace, I leave with you. It wasn't in the casual, empty way that most people said it. I didn't even know that goodbye meant God be with you. Did you know that? How often we say goodbye and we're not really saying what we're saying. And so this commentary is saying Jesus is like, no, no, I'm not talking about peace like that everybody is saying around you and it doesn't really like carry any weight. It's not heavy in a good way. I'm telling you, this is peace that transcends understanding. This is peace that is life changing. This is peace that will stop the voices of that perpetual state of war. This is my peace. This is different. And I want you to have it because it will change everything for you. Also in the enduring word, it says, he carefully described the peace as my peace. His peace was a heart untroubled and unfearful in spite of all the suffering and conflict ahead of him. One of the things that I say often about my relationship with Jesus and the time that I spend with Jesus is that I'm just always so grateful that he is a non-anxious presence, right? Like I can be a hot mess. I can be claiming, living in, experiencing everything but peace. And when I come to him and I begin to tell him what's going on, or I come to him and just share my frustration, my anxiety, whatever. It doesn't make him anxious. It doesn't get him riled up. He is that perpetual state of peace. He is non-anxious. And what he is, who he is, and what he has to offer, he offers to me. I can receive that and change the situation, the emotions, the reaction that I'm having to whatever I'm going through. One more thing from the Enduring Word. In the Bible, the word for peace, shalom, never means simply the absence of trouble. It means everything which makes for our highest good. The peace which the world offers us is the peace of escape, the peace which comes from the avoidance of trouble and refusing to face things. And that's William Barclay quoted in Enduring Word. And it that raised for me an important question that we need to ask ourselves as believers, because when we do have moments free from conflict and anxiety, how are those moments coming to us? Is it by participating in something external or is it really by connecting to joining with the peace of Christ? External things aren't necessarily wrong, but they are no substitute for for Christ's peace. That was just a question and a warning, I guess, that I heard as I was reading that commentary note from William Barclay. The Faith Life Study Bible says, peace refers to wholeness in our relationship with God. We now have a way, the spirit, to reach God, unencumbered by rituals, sacrifices, or laws, and atonement for the sins so that we are free to communicate with God and be in his Presence. So, part of the reason we can have the peace that Jesus offers us is because Jesus has paid the price. We don't have to get to him. We just have to come to him, right? We don't have to do the work. He's done the work. And so, all we need to do is join with him. And then, his peace, his victory, his freedom is ours as well. One more thing this is from the Bible Knowledge Commentary. It says, In his death, Jesus provided a legacy for his disciples. They would have peace with God because their sins were forgiven and the peace of God would guard their lives. The world is unable to give this kind of peace. Fear of death and fear of the future are removed as Jesus's followers trust in him. Isn't that crazy? You hear that as our trust increases in the Lord, our fear decreases. So fear Oh this is stepping on my toes right in this moment. Fear is when we just like condense it down. Fear is a lack of trust. Fear stems from a lack of trust because if we really trust God with our lives, we are not afraid. Okay, I think I said that was that one was the last one, but actually I have one more. <laughs> Cuz I loved this one so much. One last commentary says, It is a parting word, but of richest import, the customary peace of a parting friend sublimed and transfigured as the Prince of peace. That's from Isaiah nine, nine, six, he brought it into flesh, carried it about in his own person. My peace, he says, died to make it ours, left it as the heritage of his disciples upon earth, implants and maintains it by his spirit in their hearts. Many a legacy is left that is never given. Many a gift destined that never reaches its proper object. But Christ is the executor of his own testament. The peace he leaves, sorry, the peace he leaves, he gives. Thus all is secure. Oh, I loved that so much the peace he leaves he gives this isn't something that could have been ours but it didn't get to us right the only thing that stands in the way of it getting to us is us not receiving it and us not receiving it as we were just saying is really about us trusting him or not Part four of the investigate step is to rewrite the verse in our own words. I'm going to read it one more time in the NLT. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. So I rewrote the verse like this. As he was leaving behind his earthly ministry, Jesus offered his followers, and that's me, a lasting gift, a peace of himself the quiet soul that is a result of trusting him. Step three in the Bible study method is to find the characteristics of God. And I, of course, picked peace as one of the characteristics. It's because that's who he is, that that's the peace I can have, right? Because he is peace, he can be peace in me. I also put exceeding joy that I could be a person of peace is nothing short of miraculous. <laughs> I, I so, I'm so quick to go to anxiety, so quick to go to fear. But the longer I walk with him, I always say this about spiritual growth, the longer I walk with him, the quicker I recognize I'm in the wrong place and the less time I stay there and I know how to get out of there. And that's because he leaves his peace with me, but he also doesn't shame me. Oh. He also doesn't shame or condemn me when I chose or fell into or found myself in anxiety or turmoil. When I recognize that I'm there, just like the prodigal, right? When I recognize that's where I am, he is just lovingly, willingly able to accept me and welcome me back into his presence. He joins me with him again and infuses me with his presence and his peace. And then the last thing I wrote about the characteristics of God is no favoritism. I put the only requirement is that I trust him. That brings peace. It doesn't matter my background, my personality, my experiences. If I trust him, I have peace. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Jesus. Step four in the Bible study method is to identify the lie or the half truth of the enemy and this is a big one for me. I wrote, if you don't have it always, you don't really have it at all. I have a hard time giving myself this, the grace. I was going to say the same grace, and then I'm like, let's, let's, be, let's not be sillier. I have a hard time giving myself any grace, let alone the same grace that the Lord offers me. That's not something that I can do. But I get frustrated with myself when I find myself in a state of non-peace, unpeace. And I think that maybe I'm a phony and I'm not really trusting him at all because I'm not trusting him in this moment. And I hear that lie of the enemy that says, you're not really as devoted to Jesus as what you either think you are or claim to be, that you're hypocritical about that. Oh, it's just such a mean voice in there. And I just want to call that out and say, yes, I have moments of anxiety. Yes, I have moments of worry. I have moments of fear. But I also have this amazing sense of peace in some things that it's impossible that I would have felt peaceful. It's the peace that passes understanding. I know what that's like in my life. And i the only reason that I can know what that's like in my life is because I do trust him. And when I forget to trust him and I try to trust myself, he calls me back and reminds me that it's him that I can rely on. It's him I can depend on. And it's him I need to surrender to. Step five in the method is called So What? Where we just take note of a key takeaway from our study. And I put mine like this. Peace is my inheritance as a child of God. It is a gift that he's offering. He has it. He is it. And he offers it to me. It is mine. I can claim it with no apologies and no doubting. It's his And he's given it to me because I am his. I would love to hear your takeaway. You can email me anytime at studyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you use to listen. It only takes a second and it guarantees you will receive every episode as soon as they drop. And if someone happened to come to mind today as you were listening, I would love it if you would share the episode with them inviting them into what we are doing here is another great way to support the show. I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for another conversation with a guest sharing how Bible study has transformed their life. Wednesday's episode is with author and international speaker, Mary DeMuth, and she will be with us to share how reading the Bible completely in a 90 day timeframe. Yes, the whole Bible in 90 days. She's going to talk about how that has transformed her life. Thank you so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you are walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace.